What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 42 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. On this week's show, we're talking about Goose Game, Zelda Link's Awakening, again, and the real highlight, Jump Mike. Just kidding. That's just a random news item, but I'm really excited to talk about it. Welcome back, boys! Weird Shovel Knight game. Okay, anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> There's another typo in it. Oh, God. Oh, it's a typo, yeah. Almost like King of Cars. What the so fuck is King of Cars? It would have said Knight, King of Cars. Yeah, so <laughs> Pixel typed up the news today, and he wrote, in our news, he wrote, Hovel Knight, King of Cars, instead of Shovel Knight, King of Cards. And I gotta say, that would be a very different game. My question is, why does the Hovel Knight, like, why does he have all these cars if he's living in a hovel? Do you think it would be like the Age of Empires cheat, you know, when you could get the car and you oh would just, God. like, drive around just, like, <laughs> shooting down all the buildings? That is my, one of my favorite cheat codes ever. Or the baby with the laser gun. Dude, that's, like, not to get on, like, a weird tangent already before, hey, welcome to the podcast, by the way, um, but, like... That's the thing I think I'm most upset about when it comes to DLC and everything in the modern era is, like, I miss cheat codes. I miss, like, them just putting weird fucking dumb content in the game that you'd get for free. Like, that was such a cool thing in early video game culture. I definitely miss it. Like, Grand Theft Auto is the only game that does it anymore. Yeah. Mm. I mean, like, they'd always put a little reference to them in the manual as well, and we just don't get manuals anymore. (sighs) It's another thing I do miss. Yeah. But it's like, I don't need them anymore. When I was a kid, they were like lifeblood. Because I don't know about you guys, but like whenever I would go out, you know, shopping with a parent or whatever, and like they'd get me a video game, like it would never be the last place we went. It would always be like, oh, we're going to go to Toys R Us. And then I've got a million other things I need to do today. So it would just be like the rest of the time waiting to go home. Just oh, like, you're just looking, you're just holding this box and hoping you can the go ahead and play it. You know, like I'd pull out the manual. Like I remember I had the manual to Tekken 2, I think it was. And I read all the character bios like six times waiting to go mm-hmm. home and play it. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to know all these motherfuckers back and forward. <laughs> Who was the dude with the lion's head? King. King, yeah, yeah. I used to like him. And I used to like Eddie Gordo. Oh my god, Eddie. He did, like his, did his little break dance. Yeah, he does, he does, he's like Capoeira, <laughs> and he like does the weird kicks and stuff, <laughs> he's the best. Uh, but King, King was cool, but I really liked Armored King, because he was just King, but he had a metal body and like a scar yeah, on his yeah, face. Yeah. Way cooler. <laughs> anyway, so welcome back to the Podscast. This is the weekly Nintendo podcast here at Lupods.com, uh, where we get together and talk about what we're playing and the news and all that stuff. Uh, so let's start by kicking the show off the way we sometimes do, by talking about what we're playing this week. Um, all of us were playing Zelda, but we're going to talk about that in the main the main topic so you know we'll 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 put a moratorium on the zelda Link's awakening talk for right now and you can uh, hear about that in the main topic um but another game that steve and i have been playing this week is untitled goose game i know i've been so excited for this game so yeah you you got to share your thoughts on it last week a little bit um yes. with with max but uh what uh w- where are you at with it now have you beat the game i'm at the pub where are you I'm still pretty early days in it. I think I'm on the third level. So uh, the last thing I did that I actually so you're, completed. You're so scaring, you're scaring the boy and I'm the shop owner. No, that's the second one. And then after that, there's the one with the the old man or the cricket player with the slippers. 
And then oh, the, the yeah. lady. Oh, God, I loved that one. That, that was so fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with like the two yards that you need to keep like working your way around in yep. a circle. Like that was the last level that I completed. I think I might have gotten one more since then or whatever. It took me a while to figure out how to get the vows to smash. And then I, I figured it out when I saw. I don't want to spoil it, but I saw what it yeah. was, and it was just like, oh, yes, so I, if I do this, then that will solve the puzzle. And yeah. I, I'm really enjoying the fact that there's, like, elements of a stealth game, because, like, specifically on that level that you've just done, you have to, like, try and get past the man, like, if you steal a slipper or whatever, or you're trying to put stuff in the washing, and you have to go behind those little hedges... Yep. And then and you have to wait until he like him. puts up the newspaper. Yeah. And then I'll put it down thinking he's seen something. And then I'll like put it back up and stuff. Yeah, and, and then yeah. uh yeah, there's the the stealth elements and then like the the puzzle stuff I really wasn't expecting to be like No. Like I was expecting it to be a lot more aimless. Mm-hmm. You know, I was expecting it to be more like goat simulator or something like that, where it's just like mm-hmm. you're a goose and there's like goofy shit to do and like Whatever, but, like, I wasn't expecting it to be as much, like, a puzzle game where it's like, hey, here's a list of objectives, like, figure out how to make them happen. It's just really well crafted, um, Mm -hmm. and that's what I quite like about it, that they've, every single kind of uh, item that you pick up, you can see that they've, like, handcrafted the animations for it, like, the way she snatches the vase off you, or the way, like, when you have to get the ribbon put on you, she, like... Um, you can see like she she like crouches down and like puts the ribbon back on yeah. properly. So every single thing's been like handcrafted, which I really really like. Yeah, there's like a unique animation for every interaction mm-hmm. on any given level, and I like that because <clears throat> I feel like the the level design is really good because it kind of um it breaks things up nicely because like the first level when you don't really know what you're doing is very simple. And, like, yes. they slowly introduce new elements, you know? Like, each kind of, um, each new thing, like, introduces a new idea to how the map is laid out and, like, what you're able to do. Like, the idea of there being, like, multiple segments of the map and then being, mm-hmm. like, oh, there are places that, like, you can't access, like, unless you do a certain thing. And, like, introducing the stealth mechanic now. Like, there's all these little things that are kind of building on each other. And I feel like I'm I'm getting better at the game as I play it because of how it's segmenting those things out. And that's like mm-hmm. that's like that Mario World One One game design, you know, where like you learn by playing. Like there's no point in Goose Game where it's like excluding the very, very beginning where it's like, here's what the buttons do. Like it's it never tells you what to do. It doesn't let it like if you're not doing anything, it's not like, oh hey, hint, go do this, or like, hey, mm-hmm. go do that. Like it's very just like you're here, figure it out, and it's intuitive enough that you can figure it out. And it's fun. It's not like, it's not a, and even as much as I love it, we'll talk about it a little bit later. It's not like some of the stuff in Link's Awakening where it's like super esoteric. And if you don't like know where to go or, or think about the clues really deeply that like you might just get stuck. Like I haven't had a point in Goose Game where I've been stuck for more than like five minutes. You know, where I'm like, what am I supposed to do right now? And I look at every element on the map and I'm like, okay, what have I not interacted with? Or what have I not tried? You know, because like, not again, no spoilers, but the the vase example that you just gave, I remember being like, 
the hell do I do with this thing? And then I opened up the thing where I could walk back to the other side of the yard. And I was like, oh, this opens up everything now. Like everything yes. on this side of the yeah. yard is now recontextualized with all of the pieces I have on this side of the yard. So how do they interact? And like, how can I solve these puzzles? And like, what are the secrets I'm supposed to find while I'm here? Speaking of secrets, have have you found any of the secret quests? Only one. I did yeah, one. Uh, In the garden, I've done one. The garden, yeah. It's like there's one you can do with, with the gardener. I don't remember what it was, but. I did that one, and I was that was how I figured out that there were secret objectives, and I was yeah, like, "Oh, great!" Too. And since I then, I, I and I think that's intentional. I think you pretty much always find that secret quest yeah. in the first one, so that it shows you the new page in kind of your notebook. Yeah, so that you know that they even exist. <laughs> yeah, which again is really clever level design, and that it basically is so easy to get that first hidden quest that you'll always get it. Yeah, or like seemingly anyway. Like I'm sure it's mm-hmm. literally possible to do it without getting it, but oh yeah, probably. But I I did it by accident. Um, and and yeah, I think in general that's the thing that I like the most about the game is that like I like when we first saw it, I was definitely like most people where I got kind of swept up in it, where I was like, oh, this is like this is so silly and like, it's very charming. Like I'm interested in this, but I wasn't expecting it to be good per se like not that i was expecting it to be a bad game but i wasn't expecting it to be like as smartly designed i wasn't expecting to find the art style as engaging as it is i wasn't expecting to be as into the music it has very much exceeded my expectations like in in a very positive way and i'm really enjoying it like it's been a really nice thing as kind of like a palate cleanser when i'm done playing zelda for the night or if i want something like low-key that i can play this has been really filling that gap for me right now. That's that's kind of how I've been playing it. It's been, uh, oh, I'm stuck on Zelda or whatever. I'm sick and tired of, of going through the dungeons. So I'll go and I'll play like 15, 20 minutes of Goose Game and complete a couple of the challenges. But I've also been playing it with someone else and it's just really fun to like just laugh at the goose just doing stupid things like pulling the chair out from underneath the old man so he falls on the floor <laughs> flat on his face. Oh, and- you know what? That That's actually where I am. That's the pub, okay. right? So that's you're what you said pub. you were? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. where I am. I totally forgot. That is where I am right now. I just I just got there and did. <laughs> the thing that you're yeah. describing is like the last thing I did. Yes, recently. me too. Yeah. So we're at the same point. That's cool. Um, so this has been our game club on Goose Game. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Pixel, where where are you at with, with Goose Game hype? Like, are you going to pick it up? Like, are you interested in it? I was saying to Steve before we started, it's annoying because you guys are playing it, but I promised myself I wouldn't play it until I finished Zelda. Oh, no. So I'm holding out. Like, I'm, ne- I'm near the end of Zelda now, so that's fine. I think I am anyway. So, yeah, that would be my next purchase, I believe. Nice. They got me. Do you know, they hooked me in with that sale, that launch sale. I was like, do you know what? I'm getting it because it's on sale. And <laughs> if they hadn't have done that, I don't think I'd have bought it. Which, And I think many people wouldn't have bought it because they'd have been like, oh, I'm already playing Zelda. Yeah. So it was really, really clever marketing. Yeah, I'm really glad they did that because I think, I think it could have easily been one of those games where I was like, oh, I'm interested in that. That looks good. And then I don't pick it up when it launches and then it, it becomes old game is old. And like, there's something else new like oh this other indie came out that i wanted to play that's current i guess i'll pick that up so like that sale totally is the reason i ended up getting goose game and like maybe at all and uh i was super pleased because it was like five dollars off for a launch week and then i had like a three or four dollar credit left over from the last time i bought a game because i've been getting in the habit now whenever i buy an indie game that's under ten dollars i just put ten dollars on my account so i have oh, okay. money next time 
I, do you know what I keep forgetting to do is when I buy a physical game is redeem the coins. Uh-huh. Oh, so shoot. I, start, I started I doing that. I have a of those. Yes, me too. I had like <laughs> six games I didn't do it with, so now I've got like a load of coins and I put it towards uh, Goose Game. Dude, that's rad. I need to do that. Also, I'm definitely going to claim coins on the second copy of Fire Emblem I bought for my friend. I bought, wow. I bought, that's I a, bought that's my friend a, a copy. I bought my friend a <laughs> copy of Fire Emblem. and redeem the coins. Well, I, I bought it for him because I, he, I knew he wasn't going to buy it for himself, and he like enjoyed the hell out of it. I know he'll never redeem those coins. So I'm going to be like, yo, take a picture of that box and send it to me. <laughs> if you're not going to do it, give me those coins. <laughs> uh, but I actually had a good number. I think I had like three or 400 coins as well. So it was like all said and done. I think I paid like 4 or $5 for a Goose game. It was awesome. So, uh, yeah, so I, I hope you pick it up next week, Pixel, and we can talk a little bit more about it. Hopefully by that point, Steve and I will be done with it, and we can kind of offer final thoughts. But uh, I think kind of the last thing I want to say on it is uh, Goose for Smash. <laughs> did you see, actually, did you see Kotaku's article, which was maybe Goose shouldn't be in Smash, and here are a ton of other games that Goose should be in. It was like, <laughs> a really funny like take on, let's put Goose in like all sorts of weird games, like like Splinter Cell or whatever. Oh my god. Did you, have you guys seen the uh, all the, the photoshops that have been going around of him in other games? Yeah. The, yes. The, the one that I love the most, I think, is the Breath of the Wild, and it's him with like that super soft lighting, and he's like going to pick up the Master Sword. <laughs> <laughs> No, I really liked the uh, I really liked the memes of people just putting it in. So there was like a really fun developer one, which I, I don't know if you saw Pixel, which was like it's a lovely morning in an open plan office, and you're a horrible developer. Yeah, force I saw that push one. master to a colleague's machine, <laughs> drop all the coffee cups in the river. <laughs> the best one was replace all the uh, semicolons with a Greek exclamation point. Oh God, that'd be Jesus. evil. <laughs> type alias equals to not equals <laughs> one, of, one of my other favorite ones was and this isn't like a, a photoshop it's literally just like they memefied something from the game which is on the pub level that we're in you can steal a, a knife off one of the tables and you can like hide under the table to avoid a waitress at one point and the, the screenshot is just the goose like coming out from under the table with a knife in his beak and it just says <laughs> it's, it's like peace was never an option <laughs> what about the like hide in the box thing and it was like fucking Metal Gear Goose oh Game oh my god I love this game it's so good <laughs> it's so and good. you can like move in the box and then they'll like be alerted to the fact that that box is moving and they'll like toss you out of the box but if you just stand there and then quack they'll come over and like pick the box up, I thought it was amazing. I, I made like a 10 minute or a 10 second video of myself last night where I just kept hiding in the box and then as soon as someone picked it up, I just jumped out. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> and she was like, oh! Was like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> so fucking funny, man. Oh, it's so good. Alright, so uh, the other thing that you've been playing this week, Steve, uh, is Carcassonne, which is mm. uh, a board game adaption um, it's the same people. It's Asmodee Digital. No, right? no, no. I've been playing no? the board game. I refuse oh, to play the actual board game. I refuse to play the terrible Switch version. So I was playing on my iPad and I was like, do you know what? I really want to play the physical version of this because the Switch version is trash. So you play I, it with I got... just two people? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, did you have people. enough friends to play it? Because that's yeah, always wow, my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a low blow. That's always my issue. Yeah, no, you can play. You can. It's a great two-player game, especially if you know the rules and the other person doesn't. Like, if you can, if you can score fields and the other person has no idea how fields work, you you will wipe the floor with them. You'll always win. 
Yeah, just, just, basically just don't, cheating. Just don't teach them how to yeah. play. Yeah. When you're a new player, you don't realize that people can come and steal your towns. And like, they, you haven't told them the rules, man. I did that's, tell that's, them the rules, and, and, I, and I made them. And I made them play on the iPad against the computer first, so they could get a feel for the rules. I did tell them the rules. I didn't cheat, but then you know, then I just stopped being nice, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to play properly." And yeah, <laughs> they didn't stand a chance. <laughs> it's fucked. Brutal. <laughs> Alright, so also outside the world of uh, of games, uh, Pixel wanted to do a little shout out here about how you're going to be doing Inktober this uh, this upcoming month. This was kind of filler content in case we didn't have enough to talk about because we're skipping Zelda. But yeah, I'm going to draw stuff for a month. Are you going to draw short. me again? Can you draw wow. me again? You uh, at least you're at least to draw you as a goose. Yeah, yeah, a goose would be cool. I'd be happy to be a goose. I've already been linked. But me as a goose, I could, I could, I could live with that. Yeah. <laughs> could you draw all of us as gooses? Could you draw us as a gang of a gaggle of geese? That would be great. Oh, oh my gosh! Is a gaggle the right term for a plural of geese? I don't think so, but that's a that's a, like a that's a term in America. What's a group of geese called? Probably a flock. A gaggle. Wow! It is a gaggle. I knew. When it. in flight, they're called a scheme, a team, or a wedge. I like when that. When flying close together, they're called a plump. I like that they're called a team. <laughs> that's 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 beautiful. No, I, I, I quite like a plump of geese. If I'm quite honest. All right, so here's so here's the thing, Pixel. My request for you is uh, now's your now's the time for you to draw like those reusable versions of us that we need for thumbnails and stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, draw all the art assets I've been requesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> please, please, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna draw everyone else apart from the team. God damn it! You just just draw every member of the team except the three of us, like the three that are in the least <laughs> stuff. Like so, it's like great. I have a picture of DJ and Max. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm. All right, so uh, before we get into the news, real quick, I am gonna uh, tell you guys where you can find us and show your support all over the web. If you want to give us your support, you can give this video a like on your audio platform of choice. If there is a platform that you want us to be on that we're not already, let us know. We'll make sure to get there. If you want to connect with us all over the web, you can find us at loopots.com, youtube.com slash loopots, twitch.tv slash loopots, and follow at loopots on Twitter if you want to get in touch and keep up with all the cool stuff that we're doing. Uh, speaking of getting in touch, if you want to connect with us in another way, you can go and join our Discord channel. Uh, which is a great little community of Nintendo fans just like you. Uh, the Legion of Pot Heads is constantly growing, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's the danger of that nickname. Um, I, I warned you about this. <laughs> but it's hilarious, and the people have spoken. It's what they wanted to be called. I made the joke, and they answered the call, man. So if you want to join that growing Legion of Pots Heads, you can head over to our Discord channel and uh, get in touch. We are always in there talking about what we're playing and you know making small talk with the listeners. So if you want to come connect with us and, and talk or whatever, um, that's a great place to do it. And uh, we hope you'll come join us there. Last but not least, if you want to go above and beyond, you can head over to patreon.com slash and show us your support. Uh, at a million different levels and get a bunch of different stuff. If you support us at the $5 level, you will get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, where uh, we talk about kind of everything outside the world of video games. Um, and sometimes, like, non-related, you know, uh, Nintendo stuff. So sometimes we'll talk about, you know, PlayStation or whatever. But uh, these last couple weeks, we've been doing some real personal topics, which have been been fun. We've been talking about uh, some big changes going on in me and Steve's lives. And uh, it's quite an emotional one this last week. So I, th I think it's worth your time. Hope you'll go check it out. 
And then, uh, like I said, if you want to get in touch and everything, you can get your thoughts right on the air, just like uh, a couple people did this week in a number of ways. So let's jump into the mailbag. This first one comes over from uh, Zade, who wrote in. He's uh, written in in the past um, and is uh, often talking to us on Twitter. But Zade wrote in over uh, – he hit me up at Pete at LewPots.com, just like you can if you want to get your thoughts right on the air, and said, Hey, Potshead Squad. Zade writing in again. My question for you guys this week is now that we have Link's Awakening on the Switch, what Zelda game would you want to see remade by Grezzo? Um, which is the developers. For me, I have to say Skyward Sword. I feel like there's so much untapped potential with that Zelda game that it could really be an absolute gem if not for the absolute terrible motion controls. As always, thank you for your hard work and please continue to make me laugh, smile, and sometimes yell while listening to the podcast. Respectfully yours, Zade Ida. Thanks for writing in again, Zade. Great to hear from you. Ah, so what what games would you want to see Grezzo remake? Honestly? Zelda. Is this just Zelda games or... Uh, he said games. I don't think it has to be Zelda. Okay. So Zelda, I'd want in the visual style linked to the past in the same visual style. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'd be down for that. I, I really, really want to play Ocarina of Time. I just can't get past how bad it fucking looks. <laughs> so if they could maybe <laughs> look bad. If they could maybe give that a, a little spring clean. They already okay. did. It's it's the yeah. port on 3ds that looks it's totally terrible fine. Still. No, it's no, not. it doesn't. It does. Oh my god, you're the worst. And I have worst. to play it on that really, really terrible grainy display. It's awful. Yeah, I'll give you that the 3DS has a terrible grainy display, but the 3DS port of Ocarina of Time, which Grezzo literally did, is great. Oh, okay. Well, Grezzo did it once. Let's get him to do it again, but properly remaster it. I would love that, honestly. If they they, port... they did properly remaster it. They, really. a lot of stuff. they did more of a remaster to Majora's Mask where they actually made it so you can turn the camera. No, because they're not. They did that, a better job on the 3DS version. Do you know why that is? It's of, because the little extra nub didn't yeah, exist the when they made Ocarina. Listen, I'm... Okay, I'll agree with you that the Majora's port is better. I think they should just bring both of them to the Switch. Let's get off this part. What other games would you like to see them make? Personally, I'd like to see Majora's Mask remake. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing uh, me. Uh, I could do with some Wind Waker. That would be cool. I should go for some Mario, like which a, one? Original two D, like Super Mario World. Oh, the original Super Mario World in this style would be yeah. adorable. I would love that. I think would that, that could work be... though. You'd, you'd have to or go like for top Mario down RPG. Games. Mario have to be RPG top down. would be good. Ooh, Mario oh. RPG. What was, that? what was that Mario Hotel game you played once upon a time? Hotel, Hotel Mario. Mario. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That Let's one. get that in. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think the original Mario would work. You you could do this in a 2D's perspective. You just have to change the camera angle and, you know, adjust it or whatever. But um, the first one that came to mind for me, like, when they first showed this style was Earthbound. It already looks like Earthbound. <sighs> mm. And, like... That would be amazing. Oh, a 2D Animal Crossing would be cool as well. I would... I could fuck with that. Like um, a Stardew Valley-style Animal Crossing. You've literally pitched that on the show in the past. Fun I fact. have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Stop reusing content, really, Steve. I really, really want that game. <laughs> but again, they said remakes, not new games. So, like, Animal uh, remakes, Forest. Remakes, the original Animal Crossing. Animal Forest. But like that. Yeah, yeah okay. But like I want it. Yeah, I, could, I definitely think make I, I'd like to see, like, the Earthbound Mother trilogy, like, in a remastered collection in this style, or oh, even one at a time. Happen. Yeah, but, that'd be £50 a piece. Uh, that'd be fine. $150 collection, let's go. But yeah, I think I think that would be really cool. Animal uh, Crossing would be a good one if they uh, got Grezzo to do it and they made it brown, like Ocarina of Time. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, just many shades of brown. Yeah, Steve would love it. Oh, I love that idea. 
okay, so this one comes from Chris over on our Discord. Um, with Brain Age and essentially We Fit being revived for Switch, what other dead franchises do you think could be coming to the Switch in the future? So what other dead when... Nintendo franchises could come to the Nintendo Switch? Uh, Star Fox. <laughs> um, F-Zero would be nice. F-Zero would be nice. I don't think we'll ever see another F-Zero game, though. Like, Mario Kart hey, has gotten faster and faster. And it's just like, I don't see where F-Zero really fits anymore. But the 200cc America is awful. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers like it, though. That's like, that's yeah. F-Zero. That's what you're asking for. You know, no, F-Zero like, is different. It's different. It's got a different style. Yeah. It's more like, um, what's that other game that was like a launch title on the Switch that I got? Fast RMX. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. You know what? I, I realize. I realize. I just missed a really good opportunity to dunk on Max. I should have said Metroid. <laughs> Damn. No, um, that's never coming. One that I I would like to see. I don't know if it will. Is I'd love to see Punch Out come back. I love Punch Out, and we Punch Out was the last one we got, and that game was pretty cool. So we have motion controls on Switch. Let's do it, man. Give me back Punch Out. I miss it. Isn't that basically arms? No. They're really different. It's kind of that perspective, though. It's similar for sure, but they're not. They're not quite the same thing. I also really like Arms, so bring back Arms. That's a dead franchise. I'd love to see come back. On. <laughs> <laughs> Any other picks? Any other stuff jumping out of you guys? Well, it's been seven years or so. So Pikmin does that count as dead yet? Well, <laughs> jeez, anything for Pikmin, man. One day. One day. Uh, all right, and then our last one uh, for the day. Let me just refresh, make sure it's our last one. Yeah, okay, last one from the day uh, comes from at NVPlays over on Twitter, who said, do you think there's a possibility of Nintendo using Link's Awakening's art style uh, in future games like the Oracle games or a brand new top-down Zelda? So this is kind of similar to that other question, but I, I liked the inclusion of the Oracle call-out. Mm-hmm. And I think those are games I hadn't thought about when I read the original question. I think that I would love to see those get remade in this style. The only bugaboo there is that Capcom made them. That could be similar to Mario RPG, where like there's like a rights issue there, but maybe that would be a perfect fit, wouldn't it? Oh my god, because they could amazing. even they could even release a third version that never actually made it. That they scrapped. Yeah. <sighs> Shit, I would love that. That would be really cool, especially because like those games have a pretty similar style already to this. Mm-hmm. So like it would, I think it would translate so well. Well, if they took the content that they made for the third game, because they did make quite a lot of it before they scrapped it, and then just finished that up, they could literally release an or- a new Oracle game that isn't actually new, oh, but it never got that released. That so cool. Yo, okay, so here's here's my pitch. Re-release the original two. Like, no updates. So you, if you didn't play them, you can play them, mm-hmm. and then do the, the third in the trilogy or whatever, like, similar to uh, Link Between Worlds, where it's kind of like a soft sequel. That'd be cool. That'd be I'd awesome. be real into that. I'd be real into that. That's a, th- that is a great idea, Envy. <laughs> I'm, I'm real into that. Uh, a brand new top-down Zelda? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I feel like uh, I, I would love a new top-down Zelda. I love the old-school style. Like, don't get me wrong. Breath of the Wild blowing up the formula is awesome. But obviously, people enjoying Link's Awakening and going back and playing Link to the Past on Super Nintendo, like, prove that there's still value to this formula. So I would love to see a new top-down Zelda. And I feel like Grezzo... Like, obviously, they've <laughs> the last, like, three big projects that they've done with Nintendo have been, like, taking a classic Zelda and remaking or remastering it. So they probably understand the franchise pretty well. And they're the Didn't ones they that do Link did... Between Worlds? They did uh, Triforce series as well. Oh, which okay. is another Did they do Link Between Worlds, Steve? No, they didn't. Okay. 
But yeah, okay, so they did do... What was it called again? Triforce here, I see. Multiplayer Zelda. Yeah, yeah. It was the one with the three Zelda boys on Mm -hmm. DS, right? Zelda boys. (laughs) (laughs) Links, yeah. Little Link boys. Linky boys. Mm. Um, Yeah, so I... uh, Great questions all. Um, Again, if you want to get in touch in any of those ways that I said before in the plugs, please do. And uh, as long as your questions are good, or at least provocative, I will read them on the air. to the news this week uh first off we've got a yokai watch 4 plus plus announcement feel like we've been talking about yokai watch a lot on this show recently um but it's another yokai watch game coming to switch uh and ps4 in japan um but this is um this is like the new one right that's been teased for a while or is this another so this is yokai watch 4 is the one that's already been released in japan like six months ago yes though right so this is like the up up graded version or whatever so this is like a yoko watch 4 is on switch it released this year in japan plus okay. plus is the base game that's already out plus a big expansion they've done for it i see okay so then they're also going to bring that to ps4 which is interesting but that's going to have some exclusive content which is a little bit of a disappointment um there's like an exclusive online mode that you can only play no on, that's uh... on switch as well it says right in our article here be limited oh on ps4 the mode will be limited to online only i see yeah, so, so you can't offline do... version for switch oh so actually the switch has the superior version i see uh-huh. excuse me i misspoke there are you excited for this at all pixel i know you played the original yokai watch and like enjoyed it do you see yourself picking this up it, well they've announced localization for the base game already so when that comes out i'll be picking that up but this edition you get like online multiplayer new areas you're not gonna hold out for plus plus you're gonna get the regular one well this is the thing i think they're gonna release plus plus in the uk i think they've done this to make a complete version so they don't have to Mm. localize it in two kind of separate entities they can just localize the whole thing and oh my god your cat's walking down the stairs (laughs) (laughs) she's like feed me stop talking about video games but yeah now i'll pick it up neither of you have played a yoko watch have you no. no, I played a demo once, and I, I love was that just... little cat thing though. So I kind of want to play it. What's his name? The red guy, the G- little red G- cat. Yeah, or something. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I just I never I never got into it. Like it was always like uh, I tried a demo once, and it just seemed a little bit too easy. You know, it's mm, like it's, yeah. It's... What you gonna say? Pokemon's too easy, or is that what you meant to say? <clears throat> well, it's pretty much the same, isn't it? You know. Well, but that's the thing, right? When we well, I think when we talked about it the first time, um, I said like. I think if I was younger when this came out, I would have been all over it because it is very similar to Pokemon. But as an adult, it's like, okay, like this is a little too easy for me. Like the story is not particularly interesting. And like there's no there's no nostalgia for me wrapped up in it, nor is there the promise of like competitive play after the fact. So it's just like I don't really feel like there's much for me there. Fair enough. I think like everyone would be in that situation with Pokemon if they didn't have the nostalgia. I think that's what Yokai Watch is kind of because I don't have on. much nostalgia for it, and I still enjoyed Let's Go. Yeah, but that's because everyone else hyped up Pokemon because they have yeah. nostalgia, and then you buy into it. I think Yokai Watch is just as good. It's got some automated battle mechanics, which make it easier in a way that if you don't do anything, you're still fighting, but you can die quite easily still if you mm-hmm. don't do the right things. I don't know. I-, I reckon you should both try it out. Maybe I will. They're bringing about a million of them to Switch these days, so maybe maybe that's the maybe this is this is the time. 
Where do you think is a good starting point? Should we start at number one? Should we go number four plus 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 plus? Or I've I've only played one all the way through. I played a tiny bit of the second or third one. I can't remember. And one fells like it still would be relevant now. Yeah, one's uh, it's not quite as good as what four looks at all because it's a three DS game. But I reckon people will be able to jump onto four. You just won't know the ghost things, yokai. Oh, I'll, I'll wait and see like what you think of four when you get your hands on it. If you like it, maybe I'll give it a shot. All right, so moving right along, uh, this is a game I do know things about. So, oh, Yeah, Hovel Knight King of Cars. Hovel Knight King of Cars has now... Oh, no. Sorry, sorry. What is what is it? Shovel Knight? Uh, Shovel Knight, King of Cards. Uh, and Showdown development is now complete. So five years into this very long development cycle, this long road with Shovel Knight. Uh, the team at Yacht Club Games has announced that the development work for the last expansions to this amazing game are finally done. Uh, so, again, they started working on this game back in 2014. This game came out when I was in college. <laughs> like, that's half a decade. Can you imagine... You were like, oh, we're going to quit our jobs and put our put our houses on mortgage to make this game. And then five years later, you're still making it. It's crazy, isn't it? I remember. They got to be so ready to do something else. <laughs> when I went, I think I went to EGX a year before, like, well, the year it released. And like, I was speaking to one of the devs. They were quite, they, like, this is before it blew up. So mm-hmm. they were quite like, oh, yeah, this is a game. And like people crowding around and playing it. And like kind of from that moment, I knew it was just going to go nuts. And five years later, they're still adding to it. It's crazy. It's so good. It's such a it's such a good package, and I can't I can't recommend this game enough. Like I know it's one of those indie games. I feel like a lot of people have already probably tried, um, but it is one of those games too where I I notice a lot of people who like know that it's good because they've heard that it's good, and they're like, oh yeah, I should play that. It's great, but I never have. You should play Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Like it's an insanely good game, and like even at forty dollars now. Like, because they upped the price, like, last year, I think, because they've added so much fucking content. <laughs> um, there's, like, four complete campaigns now, and then in December is the last one. The fourth one is uh, King of Cards, and then there's the Showdown, which is, like, a m- whole new game that is, like, also a multiplayer experience and everything. So, like, there's so much here for you if you're at all interested in, in platformers or whatever. I absolutely love these games. I'm so excited to jump back in and have more to do. But I think even more, I'm excited for development on Shovel Knight to be over. Because I really want to see what Yacht Club does next. Whether, like, I, I imagine that their plans for Shovel Knight 2 have been they're delayed doing a the, bit. They're I, doing the Shovel Knight Dig game. They're, oh, right! I forgot about that! Yeah. Oh, my God! That's what they're working on next. They're working with another but, development studio. I can't yeah, remember who it is. Yeah, someone else is working on that with them, though. So I'm sure that's not, like, their main focus. No. But but you're right. They are working on that. Um, but I know that originally they had plans to do a Shovel Knight 2 that was going to be 16-bit. But I wonder if they're going to want to, like, do something else for a little bit and, like, not be... We're the Shovel Knight devs, like, and be like, hey, here's another IP, you know? Shovel Knight games. <laughs> I mean, hey, I would be okay with that. They want to just keep putting out Shovel Knight games. But I, I would like to see them have the freedom to do something else as much as I love Shovel Knight. But yeah, I think one of the coolest things was alongside this, they also uh, released a new Shovel Knight Amiibo that's gold. <laughs> He's like, and I, I, you better believe I have that pre-ordered. <laughs> Wasn't there a gold suit of armor in the first Shovel Knight campaign that you could yeah. buy that was like insanely expensive? Yep, and badass too. <laughs> um, so 
just in case you know you somehow like haven't seen all this um you can get each of these expansions uh the treasure trove or um showdown for ten dollars each as an update if you already bought like the base level of the game at a previous point but if you own the treasure trove collection you'll just get a free update so um most likely you'll you'll if you already own Shovel Knight, you probably have this content for free so uh make sure you check it out december 2019 i think last week on the show when steve and max were talking about it steve was like oh i'm sure there's going to be a big game in december that we just like don't know mm-hmm. about yet this is it baby this is the big game in december <laughs> <laughs> hey yokai watch falls december in japan too there you go do you think they could localize that and get it over in time uh <laughs> probably not it depends uh, it's not impossible if the dialogue isn't changed from the base version of the game you know what always gets me miffed off is when they release a game in japan and it's already localized and they just don't release it in europe or the yeah, us it's like what are you doing there's an english version yeah well ace attorney was like that and it didn't come out for like two months later so i just imported the physical version and it already had the english on there weird crazy so speaking of physical releases, Wander Song, a game that Phil <laughs> just called you wow, Phil. At, I'm so Phil. sorry. <laughs> look at that, look at that pro segue, and then you just like I know that I just right dropped the, the goddamn ball. <laughs> Wander Song, a game. It's, I said physical, and I'm like Phil, physical Phil. It's a new name, Steve. <laughs> Phil. From now Phil's on, you're known as Phil. <laughs> uh, Wander Song, which is a game that Steve. Uh, reviewed quite some time ago over on Lupots.com is getting a physical release. Uh, it was exactly a year ago, Pete, it's one year, is it one year anniversary? Oh, this is for the one year anniversary? Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. Well, you probably reviewed it a little bit before that, right? You got the code early. Uh, I did, but yeah, it was around about a year ago. Right about now. Uh, and it's it's being done by Limited Run Games. Uh, it's going to be out in October. Um, October 11th, actually. So, um... This is one of those things where, like, if you are interested in this, like, make sure you, like, again, I'm going to remind you, October 11th, like, make sure that you put that on your calendar, set up Twitter notifications or whatever, like, make sure you're there when the pre-orders go live, because, like, sometimes these go real quick. Like, obviously, this game, you know, I don't think is, like, you know, as popular as, like, a Cuphead or something like that, getting a a limited run physical edition, but I'm sure that it's going to go. So uh, if you're interested in this, make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that pre-order when they go live on October 11th over at the <laughs> Limited Run Games website. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I hate it when Limited Run do it just because of the postage price. I know, it's right. Like, oh, God, it kills you. Is it really that much more expensive? Oh, Jesus, it's like yeah. almost the same price as the game <sighs> sometimes. That sucks. That does suck. Um, but are you going to pick this up, Steve? Probably not, now, just because of the, the cost. I really yeah. wish I'd got... Uh, Thimbleweed Park. That's really the only limited run Switch they've done that I I kind of wish I'd I'd got. They did like a big box edition, so it was like an old PC, uh, an old PC game, and it had like a a floppy disk in there with some info on there that was really really cool. It's just a a really cool collector's edition, but um, I missed out on it unfortunately. I'm sorry to hear that. Moving right along, there is a new Brain Age game uh, that is announced for Japan. And it also had the news alongside... It's coming this December. And also had the news that it's going to be launching a dedicated Switch stylus uh, that'll release alongside it as well. have to imagine this is going to come west at some point. This franchise, I think, made a pretty good amount of money in the States. So I uh, this, is, this is kind of a weird one. This was one like much like the, the Ring Fit where I'm just kind of like, oh, right, this Nintendo used to exist. I guess we're coming back mm. to this. Did, right. did um was it called Brain Age in America then? Yes, that's just yeah. 
Yeah. It was called well, Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training. What? That's Dr. Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training. Is Dr. Kawashima the guy? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I thought on, like, that was the... Iwata. No, it's Dr. <laughs> Kawashima. And then, and then on the launch screen, if you, if you yelled, glasses, 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 his glasses went up and down. It was funny. <laughs> That's adorable. I, I honestly thought this was supposed to be Mr. Iwata this whole time. My mum loved this game. She had it on the DS and she played it every day. That's rad. Did her brain age well because of it? I guess so. I just used to play the Sudoku. <laughs> did you see, though, that... Um, did either of you watch the video uh, for this? Yes. No, and see I that it, it see how it uses the IR camera. So, like, you can, like, hold your fingers up to, like, do two or four or three. And it will read it on the IR camera. Wow. That is cool. That's so really interesting. It, yeah, it's one of the, like, only uses for it. So, presumably, this won't work with the Switch Lite. And all of the images don't show the Switch Lite. I wonder if this will be one of those games that gets a patch to like Possibly. have a Switch Lite. Or it might just be that version. that mode that mode doesn't work, and you can do all the other modes like with the yep. stylus or whatever. But a lot of it seems to use like Joy Cons themselves, and I know you can connect them to the Switch Lite, but it's hardly an ideal experience. It's interesting too, because like there there is some footage of them holding it uh, in like landscape mode, like mm-hmm. a long way. So like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Which was which was how you always held the like DS version. It was like one of those games that you held like a book, mm-hmm. yeah. and you would like the like numbers would come up. Or the one I always remember was like the you had to like write down the color of the word, not what the word said. So it was like mm. if it said red and the color was like black, you would like put black or gr- green or whatever. Interesting. I don't, I don't I don't think these these games actually do much, but. Whatever. What do you mean? There's a game where you count pigeons. You know, it's going to help your brain age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, uh... Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see about this one. I'm sure it will come to the West, so uh, we'll probably talk about it more later. Uh, Moving right along, firmware update 9.0.1 is now live. Not much to report on here. Just wanted to give you guys an update on this one where uh, the big things are just like some general stability improvements um there's resolved an issue that may have triggered errors during gameplay thanks nintendo that's super informative um this was the big one resolved an issue that may display an instruction to remove the joy con during the initial setup of switch light so that was something that you saw a bunch of switch light people complaining about on twitter um so it's good that they got that figured out so <laughs> if you're switch light them to remove the joy con yeah that's amazing yeah <laughs> I love it. Uh, there's a one of the top comments on the Reddit post about it is uh, somebody goes, "Woo! Thank God, I almost sawed the Joy Cons off my light." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, if, if you're a Switch Lite owner who's been experiencing that issue or like we're wary about picking it up, like it seems as though that's been resolved. So, uh, go download the update. All right, last item on the news list this week. I know Steve wanted to touch on this one. Let's keep it brief because we still got some show to get through here. Uh, Super Nintendo controllers are now available in the UK and Europe, but it is crashing Nintendo's website, and people cannot get these damn things. It's flat broken for me, so I've been trying for the last two days to buy these SNES controllers. And and I actually really want them just because they, they look cool and it will be awesome to play some of the... Uh, SNES and NES games and some of the other 2D games. Like, it would have been perfect from when I was playing Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you can't buy them. Like, you go to sign in and it will, like, spin and spin and spin or redirect you back to the page and the buy button never appears. It's just completely broken and I have no idea when it's going to be fixed. It's kind of frustrating, to be honest. Just buy an 8-bit, though. No, I already have one, but I really want these ones. Okay. I don't know they're, why. They're cool and they're cheap. Yeah. I get it. 
Yeah, and then not the horrible purple. Not the horrible purple colour like you're getting in America. No, yeah, you, you're you dirty know. American versions. I hate you guys. <laughs> Imperialist dogs. Do you, know, do you know why the Dutch built walls around New York City? To keep out pigs and the British. Wow. Yeah, fact. Uh, all right, so move along out this. <laughs> it's a, it's a shame you adopted our language then, isn't it? Yeah, I, it is. It's like the worst <laughs> language in the world. <laughs> it makes the least sense. <laughs> uh, all right, so moving along to out this week. On Thursday, October 3rd, we've got Neocab. This was like shown way back in like one of the indie directs, and it's a visual novel where you're the last uh, taxi driver left. All of the other ones have like turned to automation, and you're the last the last human working, and you have to kind of there's like a mystery and a puzzle, and you have to figure things out. So um, I think it'll, it'll be an interesting one. I'll probably pick it up when it goes on sale, but I, I'm going to keep an eye on it. It's on sale. It's on launch sale. I know it's got a launch sale, but maybe not enough of a launch sale for me. <laughs> Don't make empty promises, Steve. <laughs> yeah, this one definitely caught my eye when we saw it at the direct that one time so I'll, I'll wait and see what you say about it if you like yeah. it, i'll pick it up oh there's a demo guys there is a demo oh okay maybe i'll download the demo is there where's the demo if you go to the oh pit... sign in to download free demo there you go. yeah i missed that big button right there <laughs> there you go uh on friday october 4th we've got ghostbusters the video game remastered uh this game originally came out on 360 and ps3 a couple years ago mm-hmm. um if you're a ghostbusters fan it will you know it was pretty good from what i understand like it was like not a mind-blowing game by any stretch of the imagination but like if you like ghostbusters it's apparently worth playing so um doubt they would have ported it if there wasn't an audience for it so uh check that one out if you're a ghostbusters person uh and then also on friday not a game but there is going to be a 24-hour pokemon sword and shield live stream event uh we're not exactly sure what that's gonna be but pixel you've got a little theory about what that might look like yeah, I think they're just going to show all the Pokemon walking past on loops and then every few hours chuck an extra one in or switch them out. And yeah. people like Sarah B are just going to have to be awake for an entire day just to cover <laughs> it. It's going to be brilliant. Poor Joe Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that one on next week's show. Just wanted to give you a heads up in case you didn't know about it. Um, if you want to tune in, that is on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be at New York Comic Con, so I'm going to miss this. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, October 8th, we've got Burger Time Party. Hell yeah. I love Burger Time. <laughs> Love Burger Time, so I hope this is. Is this good. like the original arcade game? It's like an updated one. Okay, but it is that franchise. It's the same, yeah, it's the same franchise. I used to love Burger Time. Burger Time. I got it on my um, arcade machine I built. Nice. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That's so cool. I love Burger Time. It's one of my favorite arcade games. Can't wait. Uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Don't know about this one. Get away for the reviews and stuff. First one, obviously a little underwhelming. This one looks better, but. Who's to say? You can read my review in a couple of days. Well, can I? Yeah. Have you been Have you been playing it? No, I'm going to start tonight. Okay. I was going to say. Otherwise, I would have told you. This is why I'm concerned about your review, Pixel. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. You know, the box art's lovely. Great. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have to let us know what you think next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trine 4, The Nightmare Prince, and Trine Ultimate Collection. It's Trine. Yeah, get it. Yeah, well, I've never played Trine, so I might actually pick this up, because I was talking to Pixel before the show, and and I know Pixel's a big Trine fan. Are you? Yeah, Trine's awesome. I didn't know that, though. That's such a, like, okay, cool. So, uh, if if somebody doesn't know, what's Trine? Just elevator pitch. 
multiplayer game, you can choose a different character. There's a wizard. I don't know what the reason for, actually. But there's like a magic sword and shield and like a ninja style person. And to solve the puzzles, to progress through the game, you have to work together with whoever you're playing with to combine their abilities to get past monsters or solve some kind of obstacle. It's, it's a really good teamwork game. And if you want to play it solo, you can just switch between the characters yourself. But, you know. Very nice. So I can play it solo because there's Pete solo there. I don't have enough friends. I... So I, I, need to, I need to make sure I can play it on my own. I don't have three friends. Don't hold me to this, but I think it has... Trying four anyway, I think it has online multiplayer. Okay, so we could all play that on a stream. I think so. I don't know that 100%. I just seem, It's in the back of my mind. I'm just going to keep talking while Steve Googles this. No, I'm 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 looking. I'm looking. Keep talking. Fill fill the air. That's, so I, that's... I have a I have a question. So there are two links in our show notes. There's one for trying for the Nightmare Prince, and then mm-hmm. trying the Ultimate Collection. Yes. The, they look like they're the same price, but the Ultimate Collection also has four. No, it doesn't. The Ultimate Collection is one, two, and three. So why does the box have four on it? Does it? Yeah. If you look at the box art, click the second no. link. Oh, shit. It says okay, try well, Ultimate I'm Collection. Ultimate Collection then, because it says try and one game. And it has try and one, two, and three on the bottom. And then in the description of the game, it says the newest entry to the best selling series, try and four, returns to the. Like, it. I'm very confused by this. One to yeah. three. Okay, edition. buy the Ultimate Collection. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. One to three aren't physical. They're not on the cart. They're download codes in the box for. Still. But, but why would you, still fine. It's still the same the price. Re- yeah. Why would you pay $30 for three less games? They're, they're different prices in the UK. But hey. No, they're not. I'm no, on the UK not. website. That's the twenty nine ninety nine. digital, right? I'm a physical guy. Uh, the, well, whatever. Okay. It's the fucking physical. Um, it, they show that. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but yes, to answer know. Pixel's question, paid online membership is uh, supported, so presumably online multiplayer is supported. Cool. All right, so last up on that same day, we've got Call of Cthulhu. This is a. Uh, it's inspired by a pen and paper RPG series, and it's like a. Um, it's like a mystery kind of game, right? Like it's like it's like a. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You should just leave it there. Point it's a mystery game. There you go. Yeah, it's a mystery game. You have to play it to figure out what kind of game it is. <laughs> um, it's like a point and click. Yeah, like, it's like it's, a point it's, and click. Yeah. It, you know, it's like that kind of adventure sim. game. What I what I mean, like you like pick stuff up and be like, oh, does this key go in this hole? If I combine this newspaper with this gasoline, will I make them? You know, like whatever, like that kind of thing. So, uh, if that's your bag, uh, Call of Cthulhu is, I, I think, a pretty celebrated adventure game, if I remember correctly. Go on, let's try it. I've just looked it on a, up on Amazon. There's ten pounds difference between Trine Four and the Ultimate Collection. Okay. So there's very little reason not to just pay the extra tenner to get all... Do you want me to throw an even bigger spanner in the works for you then? Hmm. If you import the game, I think it's Japan, or it might actually be America, their version of it has one to three on a physical cart. Okay. So I need to hit up my dealer Pete. Boom. To to get him to send it (laughs) over. Crazy Pete's discount imports. (laughs) Uh, Steve and I are just going to slowly start a grey market dealer where we just upsell people <laughs> i'm just gonna have one of those big coats and i'm just gonna open it up and i'm gonna say what are you looking for anybody want to buy a zelda bootleg <laughs> <laughs> speaking of zelda let's move into our main topic this week and talk about Link's awakening boys let's do this 
I am so excited to chat about this game with you guys. I have been enjoying the hell out of it. It is one of my favorite games from my childhood. Lovingly recrafted. What are, what are we thinking? What's the verdict right now on this game, guys? That frame rate, man. That frame rate. Guess me. Isn't it a time. shame? It's really a shame because it's like the one problem with the game. In my it's, opinion. Yeah, it is a perfect game apart from that little stutter as it loads like, into the I don't even have a problem with the length. No, I, I wouldn't say perfect. It's a perfect remake of a classic okay, game. Okay, maybe a perfect remake. It is not a perfect game. What, what, you about to start throwing some shade at this game right now, Steve? This, this just, that, if you have never played this game before, uh, you will get lost and stuck. Oh. 100% you will need to look it up. And I reckon back in the day they did it on purpose so you had to call it the Nintendo Tips Hotline. There's a bloody so telephone like, in the game that so you just can... ring and it tells you oh, where to go. it tells you fuck all. It's just like, go down to the southeast. And I'm like, okay, great. How do I get there? That's oh, fucking... Chop a pe- that's such chop a, good... a random Chop a random piece of grass and then suddenly uh, there's okay. a tunnel underneath. All right, I see how it is, Steve. So you're saying, well, it's not a perfect game. It doesn't hold my hand enough. I need an annoying <laughs> sidekick who can jump out and be like, hey, here's where you're supposed to go. Press B to fucking put up your shield. Like, no, Steve. If they tell you go southeast, go southeast. It's not that hard. It's not exactly <laughs> a big map. Like... I'll give it to you that some of the clues are esoteric. Like, that's mm. definitely true. But, like, God forbid a game asks you to think. Oh, for God's sake. That was just an example. <laughs> I want. I, I need waypoints. I need waypoints. But, uh, the frame rate for me hasn't bothered me all that much. But would you have preferred they capped it at 30 frames a second? Yes. Yeah, Stable I mean... frame rate's better for me than seeing. Because, like, I mm. don't notice frame rate that much. But when it shifts it to drops. half, yes. then it's really noticeable. Like, every time an area loads, it's in my face. I don't yep. forget it. It's always a... I was discussing this with Max on the last episode, and I think it's caused by that blur. It's on totally the, the blur. It's only in the overworld that it happened. Yeah, I never not. see it, it happen in a dungeon. Digital Foundry did a test on it, and in order to get that... It's a graphics bottleneck on the Switch. In order to actually get it so that it doesn't stutter, so it stays at 60... The only way they could do it was to overclock the switch in handheld mode to docked mm-hmm. performance and above, and then it worked. When docked, no matter how much they overclocked it, it would always stutter. It's like it's a bottleneck of the GPA. That's so frustrating. Yeah. I, I would have much rather it been locked at 30 frames and like have that consistency because that's way more important to me. Like I totally agree with you, Pixel, where like I and don't get me wrong, like maybe there are people that can really tell that difference, but I've always felt like that was kind of like a, like an e-peen thing where it's like, oh, like, I play PC, so I need my game locked at 120 FPS and 4K. It's like, I don't, I personally don't notice the difference that much between a game that's locked at 30 and a game that's locked at 60, unless it's like high octane. Like a game like Doom or something like that, like, I feel like every frame makes a difference, but like, for a top-down Zelda, I don't need it to be 60 frames per second. I would rather it be 30 and not have fucking frame dips every time I'm in the overworld. Yeah, it's the Breath of the Wild. That's 30 FPS, like when it didn't drop. But that's 30 FPS, and I didn't notice. You know, no. it, it seemed it, to play well. dropped a lot, though. That's they, the they problem, pat, they patched It was the out, drops. Though. They did. It's, but yeah. when I played it, which was when everyone played it, it dropped a lot, especially in the forest. But, but that's when it's noticeable, you see, when the frame rate changes. It's not mm-hmm. whether it's 60 or 30, it's inconsistency. 
I can only notice it when I go because I used I played Fortnite a lot and I, when I played it on Xbox it was sixty and when you play it on Switch it was thirty and you could definitely tell the difference when you'd played that game at a higher frame rate previously. Yeah, it's like a t- and then went to the lower frame rate. It's a different type of game though, like Overwatch. You know, all those kind mm. of shit is Call of Duty. I think o- online multiplayer games like Splatoon, for example, on the Switch, you do want that higher frame rate. You want to be on that level playing field with everyone. But for Zelda, I do agree. That maybe a locked thirty would have been better, but yeah. when it's sixty, it's smooth as hell, and oh, it's yeah. really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And that's the. I think that's why it's so frustrating, though. They should Is just patch like... in like thirty in the menu, enable it to lock it at thirty. Done. Yeah, that's not usually Nintendo style though to give options like that. It's Grezzo. It's not Nintendo. I know it's their IP, but yeah, that's super Grezzo's frustrating. Grezzo's not though. listed anywhere on it. As far as everyone's concerned, apart from people in the know, this is a Nintendo game, and Nintendo made it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I I just really don't feel like it's acceptable. Like it's it's I don't think it's bad enough to hamper the experience in a significant way. It hasn't lessened my enjoyment of the game, but in a game that I would say is otherwise perfect, like decisions about uh, how a fucking 20-year-old Game Boy game was made aside, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I think it's it's perfect for what it set out to do, which was to remake what is in my opinion probably the best top-down Zelda or at the very least the most creative Zelda game except for maybe Majora's Mask so like that was what they set out to do was like recapture what's good about that game and the magic of it and I think they succeeded in that way so like the fact that you can ding them for this thing that like ostensibly could have been fixed by dropping the frame rate down to 30 or like I don't know like delaying the game or whatever like those are things I wish would have happened I think but if they do patch it whatever like they can't they can't patch it it's it's a bottleneck i don't think they'll be able well, to patch it couldn't they couldn't they do what you said though and patch it in where like they give you like an op well but they're not going to give you an option that's the thing <laughs> no i'm not going to give you yeah, an option this isn't going to change it's whatever it's fine i still really like it it's not it, it sucks but it's it's the one negative that i've had in an over otherwise really really positive experience just have to go buy like nintendo switch pro next year you know there you go I mean, hey, I, if that'll be fine too. If it works, I don't. Where, I don't care. where are you all in the game? So I am. I just completed the what is it? The sixth dungeon. Oh, so you're way ahead of me, both of you. I just, I think I just did the sixth one. It's the I ju- It's the one after the first water one, because there's the one that you do. You have to like go swim in the bay to get into no it. No idea. So I think I it's. Done it. I don't know if you're that far, Pixel. I. I... I'm going to get the angle thing. So I can the go angler to the angle. Yeah. That's the fifth dungeon. So you're one behind me. Okay. That's where I'm going at the moment to get that. Okay. So yeah, so I did that and then I did the next dungeon. So what I'm doing right now is this is the period between this dungeon and the next one where like there's some like new stuff I can like I, I can complete the trade now. So I think I have I have the hibiscus right now and I need to go trade that for I think it's a fishing hook. You go and trade it for something that you then go and trade. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. I could totally see. I, I'm I not going to. I know that the, the end of it is the mermaid. I need to get a thing from a fisherman and then Spoilers. give it to him. Okay, I'm on, is, I'm on Dungeon 7. I was just checking which one it was. Okay, so you're two ahead of me. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm like going and completing the trade wheel now, and then I've got to get the boomerang, and then I'm going to go do whatever dungeon that you're on right now, the seventh one, I guess. I still don't have the boomerang yet. 
oh, you should go do that before you do that dungeon. I don't know where to get, get it that. from. I'll, I'll try and find you, it. Don't, yeah, don't, I don't tell me. Spoil don't it, tell me. But yeah, I won't. I won't spoil it. But uh, you get it in the overworld. I I remember a shocking amount about this game. Like I I am really surprised because I I replayed it when I was like f- maybe fourteen or sixteen somewhere in that range. Like when I was really getting into emulators. Um, when I was, you know, broke and a teenager, uh, and was like, oh, I'm gonna replay all my favorite old games. So like, I pl- replayed it once since I played it like as a child. But like, you know, I'm really surprised how much of it. I'm like, oh right, yeah, this. I where do I have to like the the part that you're saying, Steve, where it was like, oh, you need to go southeast, and I'm like, oh right, to the desert, cool. Like you just go here, and like I remember so much about the map and like the side missions and like, Oh, I got to trade this with this person and then go here and then go do this. And like, I remember the order of events so well. And I'm really surprised. There's one thing in the trade sequence that I stumbled upon before I needed to go there. Um, that otherwise would be an absolute nightmare to find. Which, which thing is it? Cover your ears, Steve. Cover your ears. I'll I'll say it quietly. You're not covering your ears, Steve. They're they're covered. I can't hear you. Okay. The boat. It's a really mild spoiler, you guys. The, I don't think you need boat. to be sensitive about it. I'm not going to say where, but the boat. Yeah. Like, yeah. how would you find that? You just have to find it. Yeah. You know, and like, that's really the thing. Like, I, I think, Steve, you can, you're good. Okay, I'm, I'm allowed to come back. Is it safe? Yeah, you're good. Uh-huh. You're good. Uh, okay. So that to me is like, that's like really what I like about this game so much is like, I really appreciate that, like, there isn't handholding and like, some of the stuff is like, oh my God, how the fuck am I supposed to have figured that out? Um, but I I challenge anybody who has that mentality by saying that I beat this game when I was four years old or five years old. Like, I figured it out. And I there, I didn't have a strategy guide. Not all of us were geniuses as a kid, Pete. I'm just saying. Like, the the answer is you just look. Like, any any like the thing that Pixel brought up that you didn't want to hear, Steve, is like, mm. how are you supposed to find it? You're supposed to explore. Yeah. Like, I, you know? How, how, how are the you doing with, big. like, how are you doing with, like, finding the little seashell things? And also the, um, the little statues. Do they do anything? I've got a Goomba and I've got a, a Chow Chow. i got to be honest with you, I don't remember. I don't remember if there's, like, a reward for doing all of them. I, I've only found two of the statues. I think it might just be, like, a collectible thing. And I've got to say, I'm pretty good at the trendy game. Oh. Yo, it's so funny. I saw an article where people were, like, freaking out about how hard the the claw game is. And I'm like, you guys suck. It, like, it's so easy. Uh, I, it's so easy. Uh-huh. You, it's timing. Like, just, You just I look at the shadow and go, oh, just stop it just before it reaches her perfect yeah it's like the easiest way to make money early in the game as well oh my god yeah especially in like the very beginning when um like when you're able to get the bow and arrow the first time it's like oh my god did any of you i still haven't got that did any of you steal i still haven't got it well you should go back to the main the first town steve by this point in the game you can definitely buy the bow Uh and arrow Oh, okay. Get it as it's early like as possible. Can you st- yeah, I, I went still from the shop, and he was like, "Where you, where do you think you're going, or whatever?" You have, you have to, you have to yeah. run around him in a circle until he like glitches out, and then you can go out the the front door. But then oh, it's shit. it's really funny because if you do it, it's like, "Hey, you got away without paying. Do you feel good about yourself?" And then when you go back in, he kills you. <laughs> but you just, and then it, you just get called thief for the rest of the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I won't do that. You don't want to do it. Maybe I'll do it on a separate save. You should try out some different names when you start a separate save. What names are good? I went with Link. Link's one, yeah. Marin is another. I'm sure Pete will cover this on a, a video at some point. 
I'm going to go with Steve. I think that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good one. I, I just want to say that I, I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. Well, I don't think it's perfect because I found it to be quite difficult in places. I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. This is really my first proper Zelda game in that um, I like quite like The traditional like style. <laughs> yes, the traditional style where things are drip-fed to you. You don't just get all your skills at once. Yeah, it frustrated me that I couldn't jump at the beginning or I couldn't lift the rocks. <laughs> and then eventually you find the feather and then you get that thing that makes you stronger. And then it opens up different places. But it does mean that at the beginning, finding out where you need to go is fairly simple because there's a very limited route of where you can go. It's pretty much you're going either down to the beach or you're going up through the forest. And everywhere else is off limits because you can't jump over the holes and you can't pick up the rocks in order to go anywhere else, which is quite cool. Also, it took me a while to figure out what the hell they were going on about by warp pipes because they don't look like warp pipes in this remake. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. They're like little waypoint They're like warp things. pads, yeah. Yeah, but they don't look like warp pipes and I think they did look like Mario warp pipes in the original game. Yeah, I don't know why they changed that, to be honest with you. Um, so speaking of uh, the Mario stuff, how how are you finding that, Steve? Like, is it is it weird seeing all the... like? Really in- weird. Yeah. And, like, it's not a chain chomp. He's not called Mario. No. They are called Goombas, though. But it's also, like, the chain chomp is 1,000% a chain chomp. Like, A, he uh-huh. looks exactly like one, and he it's makes definitely the... a chain chomp, but he's not called sound. a chain chomp. He goes, whoa, whoa, and then... <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Shoots horn. That's one of my favorite parts of the game, when you're walking around with him, and he just eats all the monsters that uh-huh. try to attack That's you. Really good. So and he also funny. barks where you can, like, find the shells. I don't know if I can yeah. get him back, because I didn't have the spade at that point. You can't. You don't. You keep playing. You don't need him. Okay. Right. Yeah, you get it, you figure it out later, but okay. it is it All is right. helpful earlier in the game to find a couple of yeah. things. Yeah. And and I like that in the library that it's the same puzzle as in Link to the Past, where you have to like run and get the red book. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I never I never thought about that. Yeah, that is the Which same. Which is quite a little like cool little throwback. It's so funny because that's one of those things. So make where, sure like, you put that in your video, Pete. Uh, I will. Uh, it's funny because that's one of those things I I like I think of that as being from this game because I played this game first. Yeah, it definitely know. isn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's kind of similar to like you know when you say someone, oh, your dad's so much like you, but it's actually the other way around. Yeah, yeah. you're so much like your dad, but exactly. you know the person first, so you associate everyone else being like them. Interestingly enough, uh, the, one of the one of the kind of like interesting little things that I've, I, I've learned recently about the game was that apparently Inuma, who's you know now the the lead producer on the zelda franchise um ocarina was the first game that he developed and he said that link's awakening was like his biggest influence on the game he's like ocarina wouldn't have been what it is if it wasn't for the the new things that they did in link's awakening um, more chain chomps though more chain chomps honestly zelda's proven to me that the chain chomp is you know it's universal it could be in any game why do they bark because they're dogs <laughs> Duh. Why not? Uh, why? Why are there sentient mushrooms, Steve? I don't know. Okay, good <laughs> it's point. A, yeah, it's a video game. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, overall, I've, I've. This has been such a, a really rewarding experience for me. I, I love this game. I've loved getting to replay it. It's been a really nice walk down memory lane. I've been really. It's been cool getting to see other people talk about it and learn about it and celebrate this game that like 
is one of the more obscure things in Nintendo's catalog. And like, mm-hmm. it's, aside from Mike, who's the other person who Steve sent a collector's edition to, I've never like had a friend who had ever even played the game, let alone who like loved it or really connected with it. So I'm really glad that that it's kind of getting its, its its second chance on the Switch, um, which is like might as well be. The Switch's fucking tagline. <laughs> Bring your game here. It will sell. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about uh, that Oracle thing that they brought up. The redoing the yeah, Oracle it's games. Like, <sighs> it's like, what yo, Oracle do it. What? Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. They're the other uh, oh, Legend no. of Zelda games on Game Boy. I'm just going to come out and say it. The Game Boy Legend of Zelda games, they are the best. They are the best What's, the, what's the one on the Game Boy Advance? Minish Cap? No, the green one. That was Minish Cap. That one's still was green. That? No. <laughs> you had the you had the little duck hat. Why no? am I even here? I don't know. <laughs> hat I ask myself that every week. <laughs> wow, thanks. Oh, I meant about myself. Just <laughs> <laughs> nice save. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. All right, so if you guys want to let us know what you're thinking of your time with Zelda, make sure you hit us up uh, in all the ways that I mentioned before. Um, you know, you can hit me up at Pete at LootPots.com. Get in touch at LootPots on Twitter or go join us over on our Discord. If you want to show your support for the show, make sure you give this episode a like on your audio platform of choice. Uh, if you want to connect with us and all the other places we make content, make sure you go hit up our uh, YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash LootPots. We've got a brand new video up uh, that Max Pixel and I worked on all about how uh, Link's Awakening actually actually overshadowed the release of Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, on a Nintendo Switch. So if you are interested in figuring out what your next game is once you finish up Zelda, maybe Nino Kuni's the game for you, go watch our video. You can also check us out at twitch.tv slash lootpots, which now that my studio is almost finished, we should actually be active on again. And uh, lootpots.com, news, reviews, everything else under the video game sun, you got it right there. Go check it out. And then, again, please go and visit us at patreon.com slash lootpot. Show your support at the $5 level. Get access to After Dark. We think it's a good show. This week's especially uh, was was one I, I was really proud of. So I hope you'll go check that out. So uh, with that, we'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Love you, babies.